It wasn't pretty, but it was a win, and the U.S. women's national team are on to the quarterfinals in the World Cup after defeating Colombia 2-0 on Monday. I am Garrett Cleverly. With me is Ivis Galarza. What's cracking, man? Not too much, Garrett. It's uh, a good time to be a women's national team fan, but at the same time, it might not be a great time because i tell you what, they're in the quarters. Everyone should be happy about that, that, that roots for the U.S. women, but it has still not been the prettiest tournament for them. No, it hasn't. But hey, they, they won, Ivis. That's all that matters. Doesn't, Survive they, it, yeah, you just got Yeah, as long as you keep going on, it, it, that's all that matters. Yeah, you know, I get that. And I get the whole idea about surviving in advance. But at the same time, you went, you know, they came into this tournament as the powerhouse. They came into this tournament as the team to beat and all that and all the promoting and marketing. And they, they, really, they just haven't looked at man. And I'll tell you what, the opponents are gonna, only going to get tougher and tougher from mm. here on out. No, oh, that's definitely right. And Columbia, man, they, they look pretty good. Um, but we'll talk about that all in just a little bit. Lots to talk about. Lots of Major League Soccer to talk about. We have games over the weekend. Tons of midweek games. Seven games. Uh, talk a little bit of Americans abroad. Some international news. So tons of things to get to. Also some 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 rumors of some European guys coming to Major League Soccer. So we'll get into all that in a little bit. But as we said, U.S. women, they defeat Columbia 2-0. to zero and, and you're right. I mean, look, on one hand... You want you want the U.S. to win. On the other hand, you want them to dominate. And the U.S. so far in the World Cup in four games have not dominated. They've they've been able to get away with pure athleticism, pure speed. Um, but you just look at some of the teams like Colombia. I mean, Colombia had had some had some flash. They had some, you know, they, they had some moments where you know some back heels, moving the ball around versus the U.S. Where it just seems where it's just put your head down, run as fast as you can. And, and score a goal on, on a set piece or, or, you know, get a PK. I mean, it's just the U.S. women and Ivis, they, they seem like they've morphed into, like, the U.S. men, like, just grind it out for 90 minutes and get the result. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I tell you what, anyone who saw that last send-off game against South Korea, it, 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 that was kind of the precursor, you know, to all this whole run of, of mediocrity. Not want to say mediocrity, but just lackluster play. I mean, that, that you know, that game at, at Red Bull Arena, they didn't score any goals. And Jill Ellis kind of chalked it up to, oh, you know, it's the game before the World Cup. No one wanted to get hurt. We'll get, we'll be better. And it's like, you know, they've been okay, but they haven't been, they haven't played anywhere near the level I think people have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, their de- now look, their defense has been amazing. Their defense, Julie Johnson has been like one of the breakout stars of this tournament, no question. Um, and that's, that fact, that's not surprising. She was going to be a stud no matter what. Uh, oh, what a shock. You're, you're talking up to the Arizona, Arizona person. But anyway, <laughs> no, she's legit. She's legit. No question. Um, but the attack has just been not has not, yep. not been up to, up to snuff. And look, we knew coming in, Alex Morgan was injured. We didn't know how, how much she would contribute or, or what level she would be at. Um, she, she obviously contributed in this game. She did well in this game. She still like I still don't feel like she's the Alex Morgan that we 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 are used to like I don't know I she, I don't get since she's 100%. Um Abby Wambach looks does not look good. Abby, she I mean, she I, should not be starting at all. Yeah, I mean I think that ship has sailed. I think the whole idea of her taking a year off ahead of the World Cup, a season off ahead of the World Cup on the, like on the club side, I don't know how much that decision is looking like a good one right now. But uh yeah, I mean I don't know man. I th- I feel like Jill Ellis is still working things out. Um, and now I tell you what, yes, they beat Colombia. The, the the red card the red card happened. Two PKs. They get a win. But now they play China. China's not the China of old that you know top two, top three team in the world. But they're still a good team. And now you're the U.S. You're going into that quarterfinal without Megan Rapinoe, mm-hmm. without without Lauren Holiday, 
that, that that's going to be too big, especially Rapino. Rapino's been so huge. She's you know yep. her, she's been the best. Rapino's been player. yeah. Rapino's been the best player in this whole U.S. Yeah, but yeah, best uh, attacking attack player, player, best attacking attack player, yes. player in this tournament. They're going to miss her a lot, uh, and it's going to be up to Jalalis to show that she can coach this team uh, beyond uh, the, the 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 minimum. I mean. Right now, and look, not to dog on her too much, but ask yourself, like, I don't know if anyone, anyone can honestly look at this team and look at the results and say to themselves, another coach who couldn't have done, uh, could have, couldn't have done better. Like, she, it, like, I don't feel like Ellis has put her stamp on this team yet. I don't feel like she's done the job yet that makes you say, wow, Jill Ellis really helped this team get to another level. I haven't seen it yet. This game will tell us about Jill Ellis. Yeah, yeah. You, mm-hmm. you like the rhyme, right? You like the rhyme there. I'm yeah, rapping. I thought I thought that, it was okay. <laughs> but anyway, getting aside, like she has to show this is going to be her game to show. Look, I, I I should be the coach of this team. I can get the most out of this team, and uh, you know I think they should still beat China even without those two midfielders. But tougher, tougher times uh, are ahead in the semis, whether it's Germany or France. Yeah, and this this game is going to tell us just how much of a chance they have to win that game. Because I'll tell you what, right now, uh, if you're asking me to put my money on either the U.S. or Germany-France in the semis, I'm putting my money on Germany-France all day, every day. So um, we'll see in this China game just how, just just what Jalelis can do as a coach. Well, I th- well first off, I, I think whoever wins that semifinal, whether it be Germany or France or the U.S., I mean, nothing against China, between one of those three teams, I think they're going to be the ones that are going to end up winning um, the tournament, which is crazy that you could, I mean, the tournament could be decided in the semifinal if the U.S. does advance and face Germany or France. But, I mean, when you're watching this team, um, there's just there's just no connection. You, you know, they, they see trying to play with Megan Rapinoe, and then teams are, you know, able to box Megan Rapinoe out. And when she's not getting going, the U.S. just looks stagnant. And the one thing that they're really missing is they don't have, like, a you know, a true uh, a true box-to-box midfielder. And and I know that Jill Ellis has been trying to mix up the lineup. She's been trying different things. I know you've had Lauren Holiday there, um, and then you've had Carly Lloyd there. But but that's just the one thing that this U.S. team is missing, is you're missing the player, Ivis, where if things aren't going well, you can she can put the team on her back. And you just don't have that right now. And in years past, you had that with Abby Wambach. I mean, you, uh, you could put... Um, I mean, she could put the team on her back, and, and unfortunately for her, like you said, the ship has sailed. Abby Wambach's not the same player. She looks lost out there. I mean, the PK that she missed, I mean, she should not be missing a PK like that after the backup keeper comes in. Um, I mean, the U.S. just, they're missing a pure box-to-box midfielder, and, and whether that's uh, this just U.S. team is not the strongest team, or the rest of the world is caught up, or that's Jill Ellis. It could be a combination of any of those three factors, but that's where the U.S. needs to figure it out. They need to find a player who can play box-to-box and create chances, because the reality is when you look at the team, you have Megan Rapinoe on the left side. She's one of your better players. Tobin Heath, one of your creative players. She plays on the wing, too. I mean, you have your two creative players on the wing. You don't have anyone in the midfield that can do that. Jill Ellis has to figure something out. She has to find someone that can anchor that midfield and really distribute. Because right now, the U.S. does not have that. Right. I mean, you know, that's the question. The the, the, the lack of a, of a true number six, uh, I mean, they, that, that's pretty much how they, they went into this tournament. It's not a surprise. Um, and I'm sh- and I know I know there were there were there was that subset there was that section uh, of observers who, who definitely saw that as a potential issue as the iceberg that lied ahead in the ocean that was the world that is the World Cup and and it's coming at, it's coming to the head now I mean they're playing whether it's Germany or France they're going to be playing a dynamic midfield that is going to cause some serious problems and and a defense that's not going to be necessarily easy to break down. So for me, you know, it, looking at the team, and I, I remember, you know, watching them before the tournament, 
Um, before Julie Johnson had this breakout run, the you know you asked yourself, is she the one that could be that kind of uh, you know that 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 solidifying force in the midfield, that that number six, that defensive midfielder? But now she's had such a great tournament as a center back. Like, yeah. is that something? Is that something you really want to do? Once you get into the later rounds, you're playing when you're playing the Germans and the French with the tax that they have. Can you afford to pull her out of that back line and put her in the midfield? Do you want to mess with the the the, the, the cohesiveness uh, of that defense? Um, and uh, and that's going to be a question again. That's that's why Jealous Jill Ellis gets the big bucks, right? Or or that's why she's got the job. Um, it's going to be up to her. Does she go with? Does she bring Christy Rampone in, uh, the veteran, and, and, and plug her in next to Becky, uh, Becky Sauerbrunn and and push Julie Johnson up the midfield? I mean, that's something to think about. I mean, I really think it is. So, so we'll see what happens. We'll see. This game is going to tell us a lot, man. And I, I not to say I think they're going to lose, even though coming into the tournament, I I thought the U.S. would would be out in the quarters. I thought they I thought they were going to I thought they were set up to fall. I thought they were set up to to, to disappoint. But that that was before the tournament. Right now, with this matchup, I think China. I still think the U.S. beats China, but this is really going to tell us something because if they don't if they don't show that they can take it to another level in this game, I just don't see how anyone's going to think that after five disappointing games, largely disappointing games, they're going to all of a sudden step it up in the semis. Yeah, it, it, well, I mean, this is the other thing: the expectations for the U.S. women's national team too. You know, it's it's. I mean, look, the expectation is they they win the World Cup. Anything sh- anything short of that, it's a failure. You know, and and I mean the other thing too is I mean you, just by watching this tournament, you're seeing a lot of other countries, Ivis, that that are stepping up, that that are starting to look like like world beaters. You know, England's England's look good. I know the U.S. hasn't played them, but but the tournament has get better. I mean, you still have your top teams, but outside of that, you do have some teams. So look, the U.S. plays China. That's gonna be coming up here. It's just gonna be interesting to see what happens. Do you bench Abby Wambach? So I don't know, Ivis. Jill Ellis, like you said, man, she has a lot to uh, a lot on her plate over the next couple of days. I think you got to go young, man. I think you got to go young. Kristen Press is is a star in the making. She has some really nice qualities. You obviously have Alex Morgan, who's looking looking like she's one hundred percent, or looking like she's closer to one hundred percent now. You have Sydney Leroux with her blazing speed. You have Tobin Heath. Uh, you have options in your attack that you know you can you can get by without Abby Wambach. You don't need to build around Abby Wambach. You can build around speed. You can build around Carly Lloyd. Um, I think they have it. I think they have the pieces to still win this tournament, yep. but it's a, it's going to be up to Jill Ellis. And I do agree with you. Obviously, the women's game is evolving. Uh, uh, you have more and more countries where, where I mean, look, the last, when the U.S. won the World Cup in '99, there were what three, four teams tops uh, that were like elite level teams, like China, Norway, Brazil was coming around, um, and that was it. I mean, that was pretty much it. Now. You're talking, you know. Well, just look at Colombia in this game. I mean, dude, Colombia yeah, looked I mean, awesome. Yeah. Colombia played. Yeah, look at this whole tournament. Colombia played. Australia has really been a been, been a revelation. England has been uh, good. I mean, obviously, obviously, we know Canada has evolved, and then uh, and then these smaller countries, Nigeria, uh, showed some good stuff in this tournament. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I tell you what, the game. Yes, the game has evolved, and now the 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 U.S. women's program has to. They're going to have to work that much harder to maintain their dom- their dominant place in the pecking order, and. This tournament is going to really tell us, uh, number one, how much the gap closed. And number two, is the current group equipped to, 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 to keep a gap there or to, or to stay ahead of the stay ahead of the Joneses? So, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to this game, this China game, because it's, it's going to tell us about Jill Ellis. 
and it's going to tell us about you know just the program and if uh, how much the gaps closed. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, look, we we can post an open adverti- uh, open job position right now to any player that's twenty two, twenty three right now. U.S. men, U.S. women's national team four years from now needs a box to box midfielder or a six. Job application is open. Take advantage over the next couple of years because that is definitely what the U.S. needs. They play their next match quarterfinals against China on June twenty sixth in Ottawa. Be sure to check that out. And before we talk a little bit about some uh, some juicy rumors regarding Major League Soccer, we want to remind everyone that you can go to SoccerLoco.com and get 10% off your entire order when you enter SBI10 at the cart when you're ready to check out. SoccerLoco.com is a great place to get jerseys, cleats, gear for the upcoming fall season. I know we have a lot of youth players that listen to this show. Be sure to check it out. Ivis for your kids. I know you guys are celebrating Peru. Opportunity to get some Peru jerseys. So uh, great opportunity at SoccerLoco.com. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, sad as it is, I think, uh, I think I'm actually going to hit up SoccerLoco for, uh, for an Argentina jersey. For for Lionel Messi Argentine jersey because I, I my son my seven year old son is, is now he's he's down with Argentina he wants Argentina win and uh, you know we had the discussion today like I told us because you know Peru's in the knockout rounds yay viva Peru but uh, who cares he, he is not he is not down with Peru man he 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 loves Messi he loves Barcelona so I asked him I said if it's Argentina Peru in the quarters who are you rooting for and he's like Argentina I'm like <laughs> no you're, and I'm like and I'm like no you're not listen to Peru somehow gets to the final you are not rooting for them but look i have to accept it i'm not going to be the overbearing dad that that forces my views on him i'll let him move for argentina i'll get him a jersey and i did see a i did see an argentina jersey on sale on soccer local so i will be checking it out and if you haven't been on the site definitely go check out soccerlocal.com there there are you know our our lead sponsor right now so you want to make sure you 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 support them and support us and as garrett has mentioned before uh, you get uh, there's the discount. All you have to do is put in SBI ten when you when you order uh, when you order your stuff on on Soccer Logo and you get your ten percent discount. So uh, that's that's a pretty good deal. Yes, awesome. Remember SoccerLoco.com. All right, I was for the juicy details regarding Major League Soccer. There are rumors, complete with photo evidence, that Pirlo is potentially. <laughs> I'm sorry. Photo evidence. Yeah, photo evidence <laughs> of, of him looking like the soccer dad. It was <laughs> the worst picture ever. But the point is, rumors that he'll be playing for New York City FC. I think this is awesome. I still think he'll dominate. Well, not maybe not dominate, but he'll do very well at Major League Soccer. I mean, dude, he was playing still at a high level in, in Europe. Um, I mean, look, how, how legit is this, Ivis? Could this actually happen? Well, yeah, you know, these rumors have been going on for months, right? The, the Pierre Lode NYCFC rumors. And, and as soon as people spotted him, started to spot him in, in New York this past week, it, it definitely kicked it up a few notches. And uh, we started to see more and more reports. What I know from what I've been told in my conversations with my sources, uh, there's obviously talks, uh, but it's not a done deal yet as of Monday. Now, if they completed a deal Monday night, I haven't heard an update on that yet. But as of Monday... A deal that's still not been struck. Now, that being said, I think a deal is going to get done. And I, I wrote about it for Gold.com on Monday. I, I, I gave my two cents, and I pretty much said, look, it's an offer you can't refuse. If you can if you can get Andrea Pirlo, you go get Andrea, Andrea Pirlo. Um, I know there some, were some questions about, you know, does, does NYCFC really, is that a pressing need for them? Uh, didn't Jason Christ just a month ago talk about how he didn't really want an older midfielder, how he had other needs, how he, he'd rather have a young designated player? 
now there's speculation that, uh, you know, the, the NYCFC ownership group basically said, we don't care. We want Pirlo anyway. And that's not really wouldn't. And that wouldn't obviously be a good thing uh, for Jason Christ and the, and, and the, and the, the leadership at NYCFC. If their upper management, if their ownership is, is kind of uh, circumventing them and undermining them, that would not be good. And, and again, we don't know if that's actually the case, but there's all that kind of talk. But I say this. If Pirlo does sign with, with with MLS, it'd be great. It'd be absolutely great. The guy's a legend. The guy can still play. Um, and if you look at that NYCFC team, I mean, if you can have a lineup with Pirlo, Lampard, Villa, you throw in Discrude into that mix. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. It's 3 a.m. You, you can't throw it. <laughs> it's 3 it's 3:30 a.m. I'm on a roll. But uh, yeah, so I mean, look, it, it'd be great, and you can understand why NYCFC wants to do this, whether it's Christ or whether it's the, the up, you know the City Football Group, whoever it is. You can understand why they want to do it because look, this is kind of a no-brainer, man. The guy is a legend. Uh, you put him in New York City, he is so marketable. He's got that classic look with the beard and the hair. You can put the guy on billboards. He will sell jerseys. And, um, and hey, he can play a little soccer, right? I mean, the guy just coming off a great season at Juventus. He can still bring it. Even though he's 36 years old, the guy can still ball. So really, for me, I don't, I don't have any issues at all. I think this is a great move. And hopefully, hopefully it gets done. Uh, I agree, dude. He, he dude. He won two titles this year. Ch- playing in the Champions League was just in the World Cup. It's not like, you know, it's it's dude. He's he look. He'll be he will be great for Major League Soccer. I'm excited. I'm more excited for him than than Frank Lampard. I mean, whatever. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to see Frank Lampard. But I mean, dude, Pirlo, dude, that that's enough to get the the pulse moving. I, dude, he's a quality player. My look. My only concern is what's up with this this picture he took at Yankee Stadium. I mean, what what is going on with this photo? If you've not seen it, go to his Twitter profile. But man, it's he, he needs to take a better photo. That is hurting. That's that that that. As far as Pirlo photos go, it's that the has, worst. That, that had the least swag ever in the history of Pirlo photos. But let's be honest, that's that's an outfit you would wear, Garrett. You know, it's pretty much. Would I, like, I? Well, first like off, I wouldn't tuck that's my your signature outfit. No, it's that. Well, first off, I would never tuck Sweater. a polo into jeans. That that's number one. <laughs> Sweater outfit. The sweater, the the, the hat, that, that's, that's so you. Plus, a so part you. of me doesn't believe this photo because if you look at all of his other photos on Twitter, they're all like crystal clear. They look good, but this one looks really blurry. I, maybe he's just trolling with everyone. It's possible, man. Look, the deal. It, it's the, I tell you, the funny for me. The, for me, the funniest thing about this whole deal is is everyone chasing their tails to try to uh, break this thing and 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 claim credit for breaking the story. And it's like this has been this has been going on for months. This has been out there for months. Is it going to happen? Probably, but has it happened? No. Are, is are people still trying to pretend like they, they they already had it or it's out there? It's done deal, signed contract. Uh, it, it, you know, he he's going to be unveiled on Friday. Like I, I've seen all sorts of reports, and it's all pretty funny. But hopefully, it gets done. Yeah. Hopefully, he does get revealed because I tell you what, man, he he's he's going to be a good player. Now it, it's now as I wrote in my piece for Goal.com, I'd say listen, there, it's not that there aren't any questions or any potential concerns because look if you if you if you're in ycfc you put lampard you put Pierre on the field together then you, you better get some guys around them who are going to run and run all day because those guys are older they're 36 and 37 years old they can create they're going to create they're going to they're going to uh, score goals they're going to set up goals but you're going to need some serious piano carrying guys to do the heavy lifting in that in that midfield uh and you know it makes this screwed man it, it, it's funny when 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 
when Jurgen Klinsmann played McStisgrude as a as a defensive midfielder, at the time everyone's like, oh, what are they doing? He's a number ten. He's a playmaker. He shouldn't be playing deep. Why do you have him there and Michael Bradley forward? Um, but I tell you what, man, Disgrude, he's got an engine on him, and he wasn't always the best two way player, right? He wasn't always like defending and, and and tracking back wasn't always his thing, especially early on. But his game has evolved, and I'm very very interested to see his game playing in a midfield with Lampard and and Pirlo because. He, he as much as he has that flair and he can give you a little something in the attack, he can't give you what those guys give you. So he's going to have to defer. And I, you know, I think this group has a, 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 you know, I think he has a. I don't think he's going to let his ego get in the way of him doing that. I think he's a guy who, when it gets when it comes down to it, and yeah, Jason Christ is like, listen, this is the group we have. I'm going to need you to be more of a of a lunch pail guy who who does the dirty work in the midfield. And I think this group will be fine with that. And and, and I'll tell you what, I think if he's a smart guy, and he is, he's going to see the opportunities of course. To, show, to showcase himself. Because, look, people are going to be watching this team. People are going to be watching Lampard. They're going to be watching Pirlo, watching them work. And it's going to be a great platform for him to show what he can do um, playing alongside those guys. So I think if, it, if it's going to work, I think it's definitely going to be up to a, a guy like this group to really, really do some heavy lifting, to really track all over the field, cover the ground, because – Pirlo and Lampard, look, 36, 37 years old, man, you, you can't you can't run they can't run like they used to. He's a, Lampard's not the same Lampard. Pirlo isn't the is is it doesn't have that you know he, he does what he does, man. He sits up, he 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 provides those those lasers from deep in midfield, you know, and he's scoring on the free kicks, but he's not a guy who's gonna buzz around the field. Um look at Juventus this time Juventus, you know, you could Juventus could totally showcase Pirlo because they had just some straight pit bulls in their midfield with Pirlo. I mean, with Marquisio, Vidal, Pogba. I mean, you, you you get those three guys around. You know, they they, they could work with a statue. They could you could put you could put present day Carlos Valderrama in that midfield, uh, and they would do the running for him, and he could still set up some assists. But uh, it's going to be up to Jason Christ to make that work, and I, I think he can do it. It's well, look. If you bring him in the front, the front, uh, the front six for New York. I mean, you've t- you know. Ty McNamara out there, um, Via, Ned. I mean, look, you also have Ned Grabovoy. I mean, dude, he's he's a guy who hustle for ninety minutes, makes Discrude. You have Frank Lampard, and then you could uh, put Pirlo in there. I mean, dude, that's a formidable front six. Now the defense. Look, if, if New York City can go out and, and sign a guy under the radar, pull kind of like an LA Galaxy move, or the Galaxy seem to every single year well, they go out and get some quality that. player. They already did that. They've already signed a high level defender. They signed Anthony Iraola. From athletic Bilbao, and for me, I got I got questions about that. That's move. true, but um, you know what I mean. That, I mean, he's a big signing. I mean, the guy was starting in La Liga just this past season. He's been a regular starter in La Liga for a good team in La Liga for a while. I mean, the guy has a reputation. If anything, I have questions about this signing because how do you how how did this get? How did they pull this off? Because all right, they have Villa, they have Lampard. They're gonna you know Pirlo's in the works. That's three designated players right there, right? Then you have mixed Discaru who was signed to a deal that essentially will fit into the core player slot once it's approved, right? So that's like a quasi-DP. So that's that's 40Ps right there. How in the world are you signing a Serie A starting defender like Iraola? If, you're not, if there's not something going on here, I, I, I'm curious about it. And I know there were questions when NYCFC uh, first became an idea and first was approved to happen. What would stop them... From you know paying guys through other routes and then having them come onto the onto the books at NYCFC at a bargain price and 
you know what MLS man they got to pay attention to this stuff and I and I'm not saying it's it, I'm not saying it's definitely a shady situation but this is you know what Claudio Reyna deserves an award if he's able to fit all these guys into a salary cap so I, I got questions there I want to know how much money this guy's on because how do you get a you know what did you convince him did you I mean did you, did you set him up with a uh, you know, a condo in Manhattan and unlimited Broadway tickets. Like, there's something going on here. I, I'm, I'm curious. That's something that that's something that people need to look at. Well, look, if he's making the league minimum, he's making the league minimum. There's no rules against that. <laughs> yeah. Hint, wink, wink. He's making the league minimum. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But you know what? It's I. I don't have a listen. Take the take the training wheels off, right? I mean, let's get more team spending. Let's get. It's not going to be NASL of old days, Wild West, millions of dollars. All uh, every player is making a million. We're not. It's not there. But I, you know, I'm fine with more spending. But at the same time, a, the, there's a cap, and and you know, teams should have to play by the rules as they stand now. So it, it you know, keep an eye on NYC, folks. Don't let don't let them. Uh, all of a sudden, they're just going to have random trialists coming in. Oh, this guy's on league minimum. Meanwhile, he like played in in the Bundesliga last year like we gotta watch this because you know what you, 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 I don't know man I, I'm, I'm curious I don't see what the problem is at all the, the, rule, the problem is there are rules in place and, eh, and, and you who can't cares? have one Rule, you rules are have, meant to be broken Ivis come on yeah you can't have one team uh, just having an un- unlimited salary cap. That's all I'm saying. Oh wait, That's wait, wait, wait. Are, are, are you, wait, so you, so you're saying that Major League Soccer is willing to kind of go out of its way to make this New York City team work? I mean, really? I mean, this 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 is a surprise to me. I never would have thought Major League Soccer would be doing something like this. I don't know if they're going out of their way, but uh, I, I you know what? That's what, all I'm saying is MLS needs to pay attention to this stuff because it, it would be. I think it would be fairly easy. To you know, for for NYCFC, for Manchester City, City Football Group, to pull a fast one here, to 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 you know bring guys in and sign them to a contract. Like, how do you police that? That's the question. How do you police? And, and, and there's been rumors and innuendo for years about this type of stuff going on. I mean, I can remember when Freddie Montero signed with the Seattle Sounders. There were rumblings and and rumors and speculation about uh, you know there being side money payments and 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 his club being you know paid on the side oh there's all you hear all that kind of crap right and and you never know how much truth there is to it uh but when it gets once you have international groups involved international clubs that are parent clubs it's kind of hard to really know what's going on so that that's all i'm saying uh hopefully mls is paying attention to this stuff because while it is great look you want nycfc to be strong i no question if you it's it's better for the league to have strong teams in the big markets it, it just is it's just it's just better uh, for the profile of the league, but having said that, you still can't let it just be too crazy. And I know a lot of fans around the uh, around the country will say, "Oh, well, the Galaxy have been doing that for years. The Galaxy have had their own set of rules for years." And and you know what? <laughs> There's some truth there. There's you, there is some. Uh, L.A. has gotten away with stuff through the years, no question. Um, so you know what? Maybe it's happening again. Maybe NYCFC is, is they they have their. They have their like MLS, uh, you know, credit card that allows them to do a little more than most. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Do you get points for that, or do you get airline miles for that? What do you think? I think you get. I think you get miles. Miles? That's not too bad, man. Yeah, miles are great, man. Yeah, especially in New York. I mean, you can fly anywhere. That's actually not hey, bad. Hey, hey, listen, I'm a United guy. I got all. I got man. I'm sitting on a pile of miles. Right United. Wait, you're a DC United fan? What? United Airlines, yeah, they... formerly Continental, m- m- much like the Red Bulls were renamed and they used to be the Metro Stars. United used to be Continental 
or well, there used to be Continental. That was my old airline. I, they they were great, but now we have United, and they're doing all right. United's not United okay. sucks. I was on the what? worst flight of my life from San Francisco to Hong Kong, uh, and it was United. It was horrible. People complain. Uh, I, I'm a United guy, though. I fly pretty comfortably. I can't complain. Oh, they looked out for me too recently, uh, mm-hmm. big time, big time. They looked out for me because I, uh, so I, you know, I book travel for my family, uh, my extended family, my in-laws. I, I usually book travel for them whenever they're going to go somewhere because you know I, I'm used to doing it. Uh, so, so I book a trip uh, for for my my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, their kids. Uh, for this summer, and somehow I accidentally, uh, in, under my sister-in-law's name, I put my mother-in-law's name, and I booked it. And this was in April, right? So like a week ago, I'm looking at one of my emails, and I'm and I realize I'm like, wait a minute, this has the wrong name on it. So I'm thinking I'm screwed, right? I'm thinking like I'm I'm gonna have to buy a whole other ticket. This is gonna be ugly. Uh, I'm just gonna have to beg United to change this, and they changed it. They 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 came through, and I you know I probably shouldn't even be admitting this because you know now there are people who are going to want to want the same treatment. But you know what? They took care of me, uh, and and so for, so they had they've bought my loyalty for at least a year. I will I will talk speak positively about United Airlines. Do you want to book my honeymoon for me? What? Want to book my honeymoon for me? Ah, that'll be my that'll be my uh, my present to you. <laughs> that'd be my wedding present would be your, your, your honeymoon no, no <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be nice I, was, I, got, I got i got you man i'm gonna set you up i'm gonna set you up with it's a gonna nice be uh it's nice gonna be consi- it's gonna be considerable about a considerable amount of money so yeah let me look in how much it costs to go to flagstaff ah <laughs> this guy you kidding me i'm disappearing for a week oh boy no sbi show for a week sorry guys uh, hey there will be an sbi show we'll just have a special guest a uh, uh, guest host Guess host. Who could that be? Um, I, don't I don't know. We'll work on that. We, not we, not we, Franco, because then we don't want him to have a huge ego. So. Well, it's too late for that. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, we, we got to get someone who's got experience as a, ho- as a host. So. Uh, uh, how about uh, Winaldo? He'd be great. <laughs> as a host? I don't know. No, you know he would can... talk more than you. Think about that. Well, we should have we should have Eric on the show. You already had him on. He talked. He, he, no, there was a 30-minute interview. We should have him again. We should have him. I think that's still up there. One of our top. It is. That that was a great show, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's having a lot of fun on the uh, women's World Cup broadcast. All right, enough rumor talk. One thing we have to get to before we recap the weekend: uh, Clint Dempsey, the suspension has come uh, has come down. Um, good news for for the national team and for U.S. soccer. He will not be missing the Gold Cup. He's only suspended for three matches. The question is, Ivis, is this enough? Should he have not been suspended? Uh, I mean, you know, dif- differing in opinions on on kind of how this went down. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like for me, this is what I I thought it would be, and what, and, I, and for me, I think it's fair. I mean, they they still haven't. Uh, there, there's another committee that's going to determine what his U.S. Open Cup punishment will be specifically. So I still think that that's going to come down pretty hard on him. I think he'll miss. I think he'll miss a minimum of one full year away from the Open Cup. I don't think he'll be able to play in 2016. Um, but they might go even further. They might go two years because they might feel, look, look MLS didn't do its job uh, on on punishing him overall. So we're going to step in and we're going to give him two years. I, I could totally see that. Um, and, and look, when you look at this, I could to- I totally understand why a lot of people are up in arms about this. It, is, it, it all is a little questionable. It's all a little... Um, Convenient because like, you ask yourself why is MLS a lot, why is MLS involved in the process if it was an Open Cup competition? Um, but look, this is the way it's laid out. MLS had this agreement with the U.S. Soccer that it it, it will rule when its players are involved in, in 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 referee 
situations. And I guess that's a you know it, it's MLS's own way to protect its interests um, and not have you know U, U.S. soccer uh, be in complete control if, if for an exact situation like this. So you can definitely argue the the, the 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 validity of that setup, but that's the setup, right? MLS was in position to to rule on this. Now the big the big question that remains the the kind of where MLS uh, really painted itself into a corner is that it, in its own guidelines uh, described what Dempsey did as referee assault. And um, they can, they, you can argue that, look, is it really assault? I don't, I mean, I don't think it was assault. I know you can, you can get into really, really detailed definitions, legal definitions about what assault is. And you can say, yes, if you take something away from someone, uh, forcefully, it is assault. Like, okay, fine. Like, is it assault? Okay, fine, whatever. But in the their own rules, they describe destroying equipment as assault, and somehow they danced around that language, and 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 this and use their own judgment on it. They use their own judgment on 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 their own discretion on dis, on what this would be described as, and that's where I think people have a lot of issues with. It's like it's there in writing. You call it, you call that assault. So how do you get around that? And 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 so I, I think that's where a lot of people are like, this is fishy. It should have been longer. But you know what? Look, as you, U.S. fans, U.S. basically any U.S. fan that's not a Timbers fan is fine with this because he's going to get three games. You don't want him miss. The, you don't want him missing the Gold Cup. Um, but then there's the questions about right and wrong here because look, referees face a lot of crap, mm-hmm. and it is an issue, man. It is an issue. How referees are treated, and, and MLS definitely could have taken a stand on this, uh, a stronger stand than he did, than it, than the league did. So I, I get the argument. I get the argument that people uh, have made about this. Are there extremes? Are people? Are some people out of control and saying, "Oh, the guy should been banned for six months"? He should, you know, this was. I mean, he didn't punch a referee. I mean, what he did was, what he did was bad, but it wasn't. I mean, six months suspension. Come on, people. Three, even three months suspension from all from everything, I think would have been extreme. But does it feel a little light? I agree with that. Well, the other thing too is, I mean, some of this falls on the referee, whoever made. Uh, I'm sorry, not the referee, but whoever made the assignments for the referee. I mean, something should click in your head. Seattle playing Portland, we need to assign a, a more more experienced referee, not someone who's. Their biggest game, I think, was another U.S. Open Cup match. I mean, some of this does fall on the referee association for. Putting someone in there that that is, they, they, look, they should have put someone in there Ivis who had a lot more experience, especially a game of that magnitude. I agree, I agree, and I and I've been asking people who made this decision, who made the decision, and yes, you can make the argument that look, how are guys supposed to get big game, game experience if you don't give them big games? That's right? true. So, yeah. I, so I, I can I can I can I can get that right. I can totally understand that. Now that, and, and and I don't want to look. I don't want to get on this guy. I don't want to kill this referee too much, Daniel Radford. Um, but it was a little interesting when you got a guy who has never been the re- the central re- he's never been the lead ref in an MLS match before. His only high, the, the highest level matches he's done is some open cup games and his his work in those games have has been questionable. Like he 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 has kind of lost the plot in, in in some of the bigger games that he's actually done. So uh if you looked at that resume, I don't know how anyone decided let, let me give him the most contentious rivalry the most heated rivalry, the best rivalry in American soccer in a cup game. Let's give him that game. And I know people will argue, especially Timbers fans will argue, well, did he really have a bad game? 
Um, did he, were the calls that he made wrong calls? <clears throat> and I would say it's not always about the specific decisions you make in terms of the cards you give. It's about the tone you set in a match from the beginning through to the end. Because if you don't manage a game well, it will it will lose it, it will it will lose control. It will get out of control. And while you might make the right calls on specific cards and you know made the red cards that he gave, you can say, okay, fine, those were legit. The Michael Azura red was a legit red card. You can argue that, but how did it get to that point? How did the game get out of control? And that's where you get where it comes in. Like this guy didn't manage this game ideally. So that's where that, that's I agree with you. This need this needs to be revisited. Whoever handled referee assigning for this tournament dropped the ball. I'm sorry. I, I don't see how you can look at it any other way. No, they did. Yeah, whole well, three games for Dempsey. Uh, this past weekend, we had a full slate of major league soccer games, and uh, and in the Eastern Conference, look, DC United creating a lot of space themselves. They played New England Revolution. One, it was a huge match for both teams because now DC is seven points ahead of New England, creating that little nice little breathing room for them. Uh, both teams went into this match after playing U.S. Open Cup games. You could definitely see the fatigue um, in the second half. And DC United at home was just able to take uh, advantage of um, just some lapses on New England's defense. Uh, Chris Rolfe with a brace in this one. Bill Hamid um, had a huge save um, as well. And uh, DC, man, look, they're just... They're, they're, they're they're grinded out team, Ivis. You know they're not going to impress you. They're not going to do anything, but they're just going to do. They're just going to do. They're going to take care of business and be able to walk away with three points. Man, DC first in Easter Conference right now. Right. I mean, I wouldn't say they wouldn't. They, they don't impress you. I just. I, I'd say look, they're not the flashiest team. Yeah. Thank you. They're not. They're not going to rack up highlight reel plays. It's not going to be tiki taka. It's not going to be thirty pass sequences that break down a defense. But they find a way to win. Man, they're a tough team. Very tough team veteran team and and when you when you looked at this game New England was they were New England was in control of this game uh especially first half I mean it, it, they, they there was little reason to think that DC was making it back into this in the second half they took it to another level and New England faded New England faded in this game DC turned it up and and they at these wins I mean not only are they racking up points and right now they're 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 on top of the league in the sports show race um but it's just the confidence that they keep gaining as a group that, you know, they believe they could beat anybody. <clears throat> and, look, you can argue, yes, the Eastern Conference is, e- is easier. Um, their record is, you know, on, in some ways can, you can look at it as a reflection of the weak Eastern Conference. But, look, they find ways to win, man. They, 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 they fight adversity. They can, even, they can win games even when they're outplayed. Uh, and credit to Ben Olsen. They keep, fi- they, they keep finding a way to get results. Um, is that necessarily going to translate when you get to the playoffs? We've talked about that in the past, but you know what? Right now they're looking good. They're looking good. Um, speaking of a team looking good, New York City FC, after going, it seemed like, what, like five years between their wins, they've now won three in a row after de- defeating Toronto FC 2-0. Uh, Jason Christ, great great game plan in this one. I mean, New York City FC did not, I mean, they put their foot on the pedal and did not let go of the entire match. And just like that, man, three wins in a row. I mean, what what is going on, dude? Put their foot on the pedal. More like put their foot on Toronto's back. <laughs> they, <laughs> it, it was a physical game. It was a bit of an ugly game. And, and I know I know TFC fans are not happy, right? I, I, you saw you saw the talk after the match about oh, NYCFC is a bunch of thugs. They beat up. They beat they beat TFC up. It wasn't soccer. It was rugby. It was football. It was American football. Um, so what, man? They won. They won. You that's just, that's just crying. And here's, and, right. And here's the thing. And, and, uh, anyone who's watching NYC this year, 
that isn't just that isn't what they are like all the time. That's the game plan that went into this game. And I think people need to realize, look, they played the Open Cup on Wednesday in a crazy uh, 120 minute Derby Cup uh, match against against the Cosmos. They played most of their starters except for David Villa. Uh, and, and they were a tired bunch. And, and and if you, when you look, if you're Jason Christ, you have a tired team. You got to go on the road. You got to play a very good TFC team with some really dangerous weapons, particularly Javinko. What are you going to do? Are you going to run around and 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 let let TFC do what they want, especially when you got some tired legs, most likely? Or are you going to take the game to them? Are you going to get physical with them? Try to beat them up, take them out of their game. So what? Like, who says that's not allowed? Like, why do you like? Like, I have no problem with them going into this particular game and going and taking that approach. And look, it, it is up to the referee to 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 kind of keep control of things and not let things get out of hand and make sure that that a player like Giovinco is protected and, and not just getting beaten up left and right. Uh, but I don't I don't see how anyone can blame NYCFC. For their game plan, because I tell you, it worked, man. It worked. They, they walk out of there with a win, three points, in a game that I can't imagine many people thought they could win, especially given the midweek game. Also, one other thing in this game, this did not come up on the box score, but you had a little bit of some uh, extracurricular activities on a corner kick between two players um, in this match. You had a little bit of a, uh, a tap and then a elbow to the face. Um, regard- <laughs> it, wasn't, it was the back. Yeah, to the back. The sorry, to the back. Um, I mean, did, what what is going to come out of this, Ivis? Well, for those who who missed it and don't know what Garrett's talking about, uh, Andrew Jacobson and and Damian Perkis of uh, of TFC got into it <clears throat> late in the game, uh, and Perkis basically did a no look uh, nut slap on, on Jacobson. <laughs> you know, where you got the guy, you got the guy standing behind you, and you kind of. You know, you kind of do the no look slap. Like you know, you're gonna probably hit him in his junk, and it's probably not gonna. And, and if you catch him good, it, it could definitely be a bad day for for Jacobson. So Perkis does that, and then Jacobson, in his response, uh, catches Perkis in the back of the head. I mean, back of the neck or back in the back with a with a like forearm slash elbow, and it was very sneaky, man. It was very like it, I give I give look Jacobson, man. He's he's like a ninja. Because he he did it and and on initial viewing no one knew, no one saw what happened like you had to see it on slow mo replay, um, and I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this situation because if you're MLS right, you got these two guys that clearly each of them did something in this situation. Now do you suspend both of them, or you do or you just suspend neither of them and just chalk it up to to whatever it's physical play? Uh, I, like if it were me, I wouldn't suspend either one of them, but I you know or maybe give them a match. But there is a precedent here. Because for those who forget, Clint Dempsey was suspended two matches for a uh, a love tap on Mark Bloom uh, last year. So that's kind of been the precedent. So if you go by that, Perkis should get two games. But if he gets two games, do you kind of have to get Jacobson two games? So we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how the disciplinary committee handles that one. And if you want to see that video, go to Ivis's Instagram account. You can see it. It just looks like, you know, a tough play in the box, Ivis. No, nothing to it. Um, speaking of New York teams, the Red Bulls, they let this one slip away against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yes, they go down a man when Sasha Kleschen also lost his mind and got a red card early on. But Bradley Wright Phillips, I saw first player in Major League Soccer history to miss two penalties in one game. 
Um, and New York, I mean, the losing streak is at four matches. Even down a man in this one against Vancouver, they had their chances. They should have won this one. And for New York, I mean, it's been some time. The last victory, May 10th, it's been, I mean, a month and a half since their last victory. Um, New York, man, they, they got to figure something out here. Yeah, I mean, look, this was a game they could, they, it was there, it was there for the taking. Uh, Sasha question, obviously, you know, I thought that was a bit of a question of red card. And, 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 and Kendall Watson, like, how, what is he, seven feet tall and the guy's diving, uh, just completely collapsing on, on, on what was not that rough a contact? I mean, that was a, that was a little unfortunate. You don't like seeing the big guys die, right? You don't like seeing the, 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 you know, supposed tough guys, big guys. You don't like seeing that dive. You want to see like the flashy forwards, you know, playmaking midfielders. You, you, you see them dive. When, when you see the big, the, the, the guys who are the tough guys in the game, when you see them dive, it's a little unfortunate. It's a little sad, to be honest. But uh, look, the, the Red Bulls, even with them, even going down a man, they could have won this game. And, uh, it's easy to forget that Bradley Ray Phillips, he, he, he had not missed a penalty before this game. I believe he was, I think he was six for six uh, or eight for eight. Actually, I think he might have been eight for eight. But he had not missed a penalty before this game. So you definitely don't miss, you don't expect him to miss two. Or you don't expect him to miss one, let alone two. So that, that was a rough one for them. Uh, Vancouver will take it, though, man. You go on the road, you get three points. And the Red Bulls have not won since the NYCFC game. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, the last victory for them was on May 10th against uh, New York City FC when they beat them 2-1. to one. Yeah, It's been a while. So uh, this is a bit of a tricky one because on one hand, it's a disappointing loss. For, but then you look at it, and you, if you're the Red Bulls, you say to yourself, we were down a man, and we still could have won a game against one of the better teams in the league it's, uh, from a schedule standpoint, from a record standpoint. Vancouver's the top, top three, top four team in terms of points, uh, total points this year. So... We'll see what happens with the Red Bulls, but they, they we, I feel like it's a broken record now. We've said it over and over. Their attack needs something. And uh, now with NYCFC going and working on Pirlo, if, if, if NYCFC signs Pirlo, how do, if you, and, you, and you're the Red Bulls, um, how do you not go get somebody? I mean, you're going to let NYCFC trot out via Lampard, Pirlo, Discarude, uh, and you're and you're sitting on uh, Bradley Wright Phillips and okay, Sasha question like, uh, yeah, man. I mean, you're losing that. You got Luis. You got Luis Robles in goal, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay. We're, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like Robles. You got Dax McCarty out there. Come on, Ivis. Why are you throwing shade on the Red Bulls, man? It's different. It's a different level, man. It's a different level. I mean, they need to go get somebody. Uh, whether it's a play a playmaker, whether it's a dangerous winger. Uh, and that's where they, you know what? That's the funny thing about the Rebels, right? So they signed Bradley Wright Phillips to a, de- a designated player deal. And, and look, well earned. He was great last year. And he's shown this year that he can still create chances. He doesn't need Henri to create chances. Uh, although he, he isn't created, he, he doesn't have as many chances as he had uh, last year with Henri. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. Um, but the thing with Bradley Wright Phillips is the way they played him, I mean, he's, they, they're playing as a lone forward. And are you going to win? with Bradley Wright Phillips as your lone forward without a superstar in the attack with him. Can you do it? And I don't know if they can. I don't know if it, like, it's like, it's one thing when you have Wright Phillips by himself up top and you have Henri working the wing and also, you know, floating up, up to the forward line on occasion. Uh, there's a difference between that and do it and, and having Wright Phillips by himself and having Mike Grella floating up there. Or Lloyd Sam, and look, Lloyd Sam said, you know, he's had a good year, but it's just different class. It's not like it's not. You can't replace Henri, 
but you need to go get another impact player. You just do. And and it's a lot to ask on uh, Bradley Phillips to carry this attack. He is just not going to be that guy. He's going to score goals. Yeah, I think he has shown enough now that people can can say, look, the guy's legit. The guy's a talent. The guy's going to score some goals. But he's not going to carry this attack. He just is not going to do it. Red Bulls need to go get somebody, and they need to do it quickly. Well, yeah, just just in, in the back. I mean, look, Bradley Wright Phillips has, has five goals on the season. So he's still in the top half of guys that are scoring goals. And, yeah, Henri provided the service. But you're right, man. New York, four-game losing streak, man. They, they need to figure out something quickly um philadelphia union speaking of teams they seem to be figuring it out they had three wins in their last five matches um i'm sorry they had three wins yeah in the last five matches i said that correctly and then they go play the la galaxy who just happened to get robbie Keane back zardis is back and the galaxy remind the philadelphia union that they still have a long way to go defeating them five to one galaxy full strength in this match and uh Galaxy Ibis, I think they're going to do what they always do, kind of you know linger through the opening start of the season. The summer hits, they heat up, and then they just start running away from there. This is an ugly one, man. This was an, this was such a bad. This was a beating. You know what this was? This was like the this was like the World Star video where you see a fight and then you see one guy whooping the other guy, and you're like watching it, and you're like, man, this is like you're entertained by it, but then it crosses a line from entertained to like. Like make it stop! Like this is like this is cruel, and that's what it was with this guy. Like the guys, guys could have scored eight goals in this game, right? I mean, they were on fire, and and and, and no one, no one should be surprised by the fact that they won this game, go running away, going away. I mean, I said it in, in the preview, this was going to be an ugly one, but man, they, I mean, LA, that's the LA we've been waiting for. That's the LA that we come to expect. And think about it, man, they don't even have Gerard yet. Um, but look, Jossie's artist was looked great. Vagio Husic looked great. And how about Sebastian Leggett, man? The new signing for them, quietly, has come in and 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 is is on a roll already. So that that I feel like that I feel like the uh, legit. I think it's legit. I think that's what we've settled on on the pronunciation. The legit signing has has been good. Man. It's been legit. Legit. Yeah, the legit le- signing le- has been legit. legit. That's what you, that's what legit, you're going for. Legit has been legit. Uh, and and I feel like that's a it's a move that n- people just haven't talked about that much, and he's quietly stepped in there and really uh, made an impact for them. And as far as Philly goes, they don't do well traveling across the country. They just don't because they've gotten just destroyed the last few times they've they've gone out there. So uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe they need the charter. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe the 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 you know the. The, the public uh, public airlines not working out for them, but whatever it is, it was an ugly game for them. And uh, if you're Jim Curtin, you just kinda, you got you just kind of get back to the drawing board. And it doesn't. And now they play Seattle. They play Seattle at home, uh, middle of the week. That and that's not going to get any easier. So uh, Philly's in a tough one. They're in a tough spot, especially when you look at all the teams that are surging right now in the East: Montreal, NYCFC, uh, climbing up. Now it, it, I tell you what, right now I think. It's only June, and I'm probably reverse jinxing it. And hopefully, you know what? Philly would be happy to get reverse jinx. But I think I, I think the the hopes of you know a couple of weeks ago when we're like, oh, Philly might turn it around, they might get back into the race. It's not looking good right now. There's too many teams I think that are surging ahead of them, and I just don't know if they have it in them. Well, just look at their schedule: Seattle, Montreal, Portland, Toronto, DC United. That's the next Ooh. five. That is tough. Ooh. And then and That's then you, and then you get a break with the Red Bulls on the sixth game, but. That's not good. That's not an easy road at all, man. I tell you what, uh, you know what? I, I think I don't know, man. I feel for Jim Curtin because I think he's a good coach. 
think he's a smart guy. Um, but when you look at that run of games, I mean, if they if they go on a full if they if they lose like four or five, if they go on like an o three and two run. Uh, I don't. Is he? Does he make it to? Does he make it to to July? I mean, or August? Is he out of there? Do they make a change? Uh, you know that. You know how it works, man. I don't know. Can I, Can Philadelphia keep paying managers they fire? <laughs> that's the question. Dude, that's the question. That's a. It's a legit. That's it's a legitimate question. That's a, you know what. That, that, has, my, that is my best contribution to today's show as of right now. <laughs> it took me fifty minutes to finally contribute something good. And you know what? And I would say this, right? I know. I know. Union fans will say, "Well, look, if 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 the team it goes on a run of losses, you have to make a change." Um, I would argue that I don't know what coach comes in with this group and 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 turns them into a winner. I I, I don't. And I know a lot of times when you make a change, that that helps spur a team on. It helps uh, provide a spark. I mean, that's what Curtin did a year ago when they when they got when they got rid of Hackworth. So. Um, I don't know though. Well, the other thing too is for the union. I mean, can you keep rebuilding year after year after year? I mean, there's just been just no stability at all. Yeah, I mean, I'd be more honestly, me, I'd be inclined to give him the whole year, um, and, and see what he can do. Because if you want, and look, you you only have you don't have to look any further than DC for a team that you know they, things got really ugly. They went through a nightmare year, but then they they got out of that, and the next year they turned things around. Uh, well, that's because they, they that's because they made some very good signings, right? No, but the point is they stuck with Ben Olsen, and they could have fired him. They could have fired him, and I don't think anyone would have batted an eyelash if they fired Ben Olsen after a three win season. Um, but with Philly, you know what? I, I'd like to see Curtin get the whole year, see what he can do with that team, see if he can turn things around. Uh, and this this next this next run of games is going to tell us, man, if if his team can respond and play for him. And 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 play better and get some results out of that run of uh, run of really tough games, then then there's hope there for the rest of the year. But if they go on an 0-3 and two, o four and one, uh, I don't know how much t- how much more time Curtin's gonna have. Uh, San Jose Earthquakes defeated the uh, Seattle Sounders two to zero. And San Jose, man, they've been on a nice run of games over the last uh, over the last eight matches. I mean, they've looked pretty good in play. And in this match, kind of. It was a weird one. I mean, Seattle dominated possession. San Jose scores in the first half. They score in the second half. And then all of a sudden, they walk away with a 2-0 victory. And then Seattle seems to be just kind of looking around, just what just happened? How do we lose this match? We dominated um, possession. We moved the ball around. We had our chances. I mean, dude, San Jose Earthquakes, the Seattle Sounders killers, man. Second win over Seattle this year. <laughs> Is it second win this year? Second win this year, so man. Second, so they got the second win this year, and then they beat them in Seattle last year. Dude, not, San Jose has Seattle's number. I don't know what's going on there. Although, let's be fair, you, you don't have Dempsey, you don't have Martins. That's a that's a game, that's a big game change right there. I mean, they're missing their two best players. But credit to San Jose, Dom Kinnear, man, he's the, he continues to do it. He continues to wave the wand, wave the magic wand, and has them climbing up the standings. I mean, who would have had them? Uh, you know where they are right now. I mean, look at the when you when you look at the supporter shield race. They're they're currently ninth uh, in the supporter shield race. They got, they got twenty two points, uh, and, and and right now they're not in playoff position. They're still a point behind FC Dallas. But um, the way FC Dallas is struggling right now, you you, you think you think San Jose can pass them? But uh, credit to them, man. And look, San Jose Seattle's going to have a rough couple of weeks here. They're not going to have Dempsey. They're not going to have Martins. It's going to be up to guys like Marco Papa, Lamar Nagel. To step up in the attack and 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 help uh, fill the void, but it's not easy, man. You just you just don't replace Martins and Dempsey. You just don't. So uh, 
it's going to be a rough couple games for them. But credit to San Jose, man. They, they keep doing it. Uh, Montreal Impact picked up a big victory, cutting short Orlando City's five-match uh, unbeaten streak, defeating them 2-0. to zero. And uh, Montreal, man, they have games in hand, slowly, slowly climbing up the Eastern Conference standings. It's crazy, man. They've already closed the gap. They're, they're, it's, there's a four-way tie right now in the East uh, on 17 points. Uh, and they have they have a minimum of two games in hand on on the all 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 three other teams. They have three games in hand on the Crew, two games in hand on the Red Bulls, and four games in hand on NYCFC. And and they're in great position. So they right have now. five games in hand on New England Revolution. <laughs> yeah. Five. Whew. That's that is pretty crazy. They have six games in hand on DC United. <laughs> I raise it. I see your New England. I raise DC <laughs> United. It is pretty crazy. And I know some people look at it and say, why in the heck do they have so many games in hand? Well, let's not forget, CONCACAF Champions League, uh, some of their games removed. Um, like, their schedule was already kind of light, but then they had, and then they had a couple, they've had, they had games moved. So now they have these games in hand, and they're, they're coming, man. They are coming. They're playing well. Piatti, Romero, uh, Simon has is, is obviously been outstanding for them. So, uh, you know what? You got to take them seriously. And, and now, you know they're gonna, they got the midweek matchup against Toronto FC. They win that game. All of a sudden, they're climbing up the third place, fourth place rarefied air for a team that what a month ago was in last place. Well, and speaking of the uh, teams that are slowly uh, climbing up and where they are, I mean, look at the Portland Timbers. Just like that, they're in third in the Western Conference. Their winning streak has now hit four matches, five if you count the Open Cup win. Uh, they defeated Houston Dynamo two to zero, and uh, Portland man, things things going very well for them right now. They are on a roll. They are on a roll, and it's impressive, man. They 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 keep doing it. You know, I, hey, who say hey, who said it? By the way, who said it a month ago? Who said Portland's going to be fine? They're going to turn it around. I was saying it, but again, you always chalk it up to just me being a Portland homer, even though I've never lived in Portland. But they they they're doing well, man. They they they're winning games. Uh, they're playing with confidence, and their defense. Their defense has been the real difference in this group. I mean, they. they and and I remember talking to Caleb Porter earlier in the year, uh, and he but and he thought his defense uh, could be uh, a, a game changing group, and, and could once it got its act together, would be would be a force. And look at it, man. They've allowed one goal in four matches, man. That is some. That's high level right there. That's high level, and and. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how legit this is in this next few weeks. Does they play the LA Galaxy on uh, on Thursday? That's that's going to be a that's going to be a huge one. And in the uh, most exciting and, and exhilarating game from the weekend, the Rapids played FC Dallas two a one one draw. Oh my lord! Um, yeah, man, this is not a, the Rapids, man. They just uh, I don't know. They, they don't ninth know. ninth draw of the season. It's it's not. It hasn't been a great year. So they have nine points right there. So that's good. <laughs> they have two wins. <laughs> they have the worst record in the league right now. Um, no, no, they don't. I stand corrected. They have one more. They have one more point than the Chicago Fire, uh, although they have one more game played. But the less said about this game, the better. I don't know what's FC, FC FC Dallas man. They need Oscar Pereja needs to do something because they are sliding, sliding, sliding down the standings, uh, and and they need something. They need help. They, much like the Red Bulls, I, I've said it a few times now. FC Dallas needs to go sign. An attacking uh, player. Well, we do have some midweek games this week in Major League Soccer. We have seven games, so it's a busy week this week. Usually, you only have like what two, three. You got seven games. Um, you have a great matchup. 
between LA and Portland, two teams coming to this one. I mean, look, Portland, as we just mentioned, four wins in a row. LA, they don't have that winning streak, but I mean, look, they have Robbie Keane back. Zardes is back from international duty. This is going to be a game you want to watch on Wednesday. LA taking out Portland. Game of the week. Game of the week right there. I mean, I know there's, it's obviously rivalry week and there's some big rivalries coming up on the weekend, but this game, talking about Portland is on a run. Their defense has been great. L.A. is back to full strength. You have Robbie Keane's artist. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to, be, and we've seen these teams. Now these teams have had some battles. These teams have had some battles the past couple of years. Uh, we all know about Bruce Arena and Caleb Porter, and you know the the, the passion that those guys have. And uh, I, I, this is going to be a fun one. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Why, I don't know if I can call it, man. I, I think uh, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna go L.A. in this one because they're at home. Uh, but it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, then you also. I mean, speaking of rivalries, you have Toronto taking on Montreal Impact, dude. Another awesome game. Yes, Toronto is coming off that loss, but before that, I mean, look, they had three wins, one draw in the last four matches before they lost to New York City FC. Um, and Montreal, man, slowly coming up the ladder. Dude, this, this. I think. I mean, what, I mean, think about this, Ivis. If, if you took the history of these two teams, is this between these two teams? This has to be like one of the. The biggest match is just based off where these two teams are in the season. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a big match, obviously. Um, I'm gonna. I, I like Toronto in this one just because I think uh, I think Montreal. They play Montreal's playing well, but I also think like the, the, with the style that they play, I think TFC is going to be able to do some things. I think they're going to be able to find chances. They're at home. I'm gonna go TFC to rebound off of that loss. Uh, that loss at the midweek. Uh, New York Red Bulls facing Real Salt Lake this weekend. Um, this match is going to be in New York, so Real Salt Lake is going to go, going to go, going to go uh, on the road in this one. But for Real Salt Lake, man, coming off that win against Sporting Kansas City, a win here, and um, and look, just a month ago, you know, you're kind of wondering what's going on with RSL, but look, they win this week, Ivis, six points in two matches. You know, things could potentially be looking up for Real Salt Lake. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. This potentially, is, it, potentially. It's look, it, it, it's tough traveling midweek for for a game all the way across the country. So that's not going to be an easy one. They're playing the Red Bulls team. That's obviously going to be fired up after the loss that they had. They will not have Sasha Kleschen, so that, that's that's a big blow for them, obviously. Um, I want to see this Real Salt Lake team now that they they, they did get that win. We in, I don't think we even talked about it, actually. I think we forgot about the KC-RSL match, um, maybe because it was so late on Sunday. We forgot about it. RSL did beat Sporting Kansas City. Um, so they they have turned it around a bit. But I'm going to go I'm gonna go Red Bulls. I think the Red Bulls rebound. I think they're at home. I think it's tough RSL to travel at the middle of the week, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Red Bulls. You on this missed one. the most important thing from that game. <laughs> if you missed this, Luke yeah. Mulholland, there was a there was a ball. If you missed it, um, it looked like it was gonna go in. It probably wasn't gonna go in, but to his credit, he he played it through, and then tried to went to go head the ball out. The ball went over the crossbar, and then his momentum carried him into the post. It was. <laughs> You, you got to watch the video. It's perhaps he one of the head, funniest things I've ever seen. He headed the post. He headed the post. <laughs> I credit the guy for yeah, the hustle. Man. It's hard to, like, you don't want to laugh at him because it's kind of like, hey, he hustled. Yeah, you're in the moment. You you know, you're, you're, you're playing, it, you're playing all the it, way. It's a, it's, a, it's one of the funnier things I've seen in a while on a soccer field. Well, then he but, goes uh, down and everyone, I don't think anyone realized that he hit the post either. The reaction to the rest of the team, it's not, you know, because I think everyone was, like, looking away. So no one saw him, like, hit the post and go down. It was... It was, it was very entertaining. Hopefully he's okay. He should be okay, but it was very entertaining. So um, that game on Wednesday, all these games are on Wednesday. And then another one, Columbus 
New England Revolution. Dude, Columbus, they did not have any games this weekend. The last game was on June 13th. Their last victory was May 9th. Columbus is ruling. They need a victory. Yes, they're in the playoffs, but look, they're facing New England Revolution, who are coming off a game this weekend. Columbus is rested. Columbus has to take advantage. They need three points on Wednesday. Columbus needs no good question. They're in such a bad slump, um, and you figure you're at home. But New England is tough, man. New England is tough. And and I know New England's going to be uh, angry off of that loss to D.C. because they're going to feel like you know they let three points get away right there, at least one point get away right there. Um, I, it's hard to read this Columbus Crew situation because you look at this group and they should be better than they've been. They should, like, I, there's no other way to say it. For me, they should be better than they've been. And I've said it a million times, Will Trapp's absence is huge. I think he's been a big reason why they've struggled um, because he's just that kind of calming influence and that and that just he's the glue in the midfield that they've been missing. Um, but I, I, just looking at the way they've played lately, it's hard to pick the crew. It just is. I'm going to go New England uh, to rebound. And, and this is this has turned into a nice little rivalry. Obviously, last year's playoffs, the crew, uh, the Revs, you know, pummeled the crew in the playoffs. Um, and I think these two are going to see a lot of each other going forward. But uh, until I see until I see something out of the crew that makes me believe they're back to the team we all thought they would be, I'm going to have to go New England in this one. Well, speaking of teams that are going to have to rebound, Seattle is on the road in Philadelphia. Um, look, if Philadelphia can win this game, the LA Galaxy game was a, uh, okay, m- minor mistake. Um, so Philadelphia, I mean, look, Seattle, no Clint Dempsey. Um, Obi Febby Martins, I believe he's still questionable in this one. Philadelphia, man, if they can win this game, I think that will, you know, hopefully erase what happened uh, this past weekend in California. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to erase that, man. It was a pretty bad beating. Uh, Seattle's, again, they're, they're, they're no Dempsey, no Martins, so... They're, they're traveling all the way across the country. Uh, their first, I believe it's their first, it has to be. It's their first visit there since the Open Cup final, right, uh, last year. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, this is a tough one to call. This is a tough one to call because I think, I think, I think the, the Sounders can still play well without, the, without their two stars. But I'm going to go Philly. I'm going to go Philly, Philly in an ugly one. I'm going to go 1-0 Philly. Uh, this is not going to be a pretty game, I don't think. Chicago taking on DC United. Chicago enters this match on a uh, on a three game losing streak. DC things are going pretty well for them. They defeated uh, Chicago three to one on June third. DC look, they should pick up all three points in this match and continue to to create some space for themselves in the Eastern Conference. This is one of those games that you chalk it up to MLS being MLS, and by all accounts, DC should win this game. They they have the best record in the league. Chicago has the worst record in the league. DC should win, right? That's that's just how it should well, be. Chicago go out and win like four one. Chicago's going to win this game. I'm telling you, it's just I, we've seen it too many times. Chicago's going to find a way to win this game. Going to win three to one. Harry Ship's going to have a game. Kennedy Boanike is going to have a game. And I, I'm going to go fire in this one just because it's MLS and these kind of. I feel like these up. Any, I feel like anytime the worst team plays the best team, you get an upset. It's just how it is. Don't ask me why. Uh, and no, DC's traveling. They, they got to go to Chicago, so it's not easy. So I'm going to go Chicago in an upset. And in the final game, Orlando taking on the Colorado Rapids. For Orlando, uh, good opportunity to get back on track. And for Colorado, um, you know, Colorado. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, I feel bad. It's, it's, they, they have the second fewest points in the league. They have the fewest goals in the league um, by a decent amount. Uh, there, there's just not a lot of positive stuff to talk about Colorado. Orlando 
will look to rebound. It was a, it wasn't a great game from them um, this weekend that they lost to uh, to Montreal. I mean, it just was a flat performance. And Adrian he said as much. And, and if you're going to be a team that's going to be in the playoff conversation, you can't afford to have those kind of flat performances. Nope. I think they're going to rebound. I think being at home is going to be big for them. I think they roll in this one. I think they're comfortable 2-0 win. Kaká has a game. Uh, Kyle Lahren scores a goal. I, I think Orlando wins this one comfortably. Well, depending on when you're listening to this show, if you listen to it early on in the morning, this will uh, this will be pretty good for you because we're going to be talking a little bit about the Gold Cup roster. Jurgen Klinsmann, uh, yet at the provisional roster of 36 players, has to be cut down to 23. It's going to be dropping on Tuesday. So if the roster's already come out and uh, and you saw this is just going to be lip service to you, if you're listening to it early, congratulations. But the point is, Ivis, is that Jurgen Klinsmann has to cut down the provisional roster from 36 players to 23 players. You had a lot of names on the 36-player roster that, you know, some people you're kind of wondering, really, he got called up a guy like Alan Gordon is a guy on there. Then you had some, some nice surprises. You had Tim Ream. Um, was on there. You had some other Brad Evans. I think that was another surprise too. So with the roster coming out on Tuesday, um, I mean, do, what what kind of expectations should we see? Should we see any big surprises? I mean, kind of what what do you think that we'll see uh, when when Jurgen trims it down? Well, the first thing we should remember is that while he does have to uh, uh, go down to twenty three, you can make six changes after the group stage. So if you look at it from that standpoint, and you're Jurgen Klinsmann, you, you're really asking yourself. Who are the 29 players that I want out of this group? And who are the six guys uh, that I absolutely want to have in the knockout rounds, but that, but I, but that I can do without in the group stage? So uh, I think from if you kind of go by that, that those those things. I mean, I think um, I don't I don't think it's going to be that tough to, to figure out who Klinsman's going to go with. I mean, he has his favorites. There, there are some wild cards. I mean, Alan Gordon is a, is an example of a guy who he has a very he brings a very unique. Uh, skill set to the table. I mean, he's a big forward. He can make he can make things happen in the in the penalty area, uh, just with his physical presence. He's a guy who I think for the group stages uh, would be a great addition. I think he'd be a perfect kind of guy again to play against the Panama and Honduras. To, you know, teams that have some really physical uh, central defenses. Uh, when you're talking about guys like Felipe Beloy, Victor Bernardes, I mean, th- these are big center backs. So if you can get a guy like Alan Gordon in there. To, to, to kind of take a beating and give a beating up top in the group stages. I totally could see that happening. Uh, and then you got a guy like Jordan Morris who's done so well coming off the bench. And you're and if you're if you're a Klinsman, you're looking at, at his performances. If you sit there and look at his body of work so far and you and you say to yourself, you know what? Why can't Jordan Morris be a guy that I use off my bench? Especially in the knockout rounds. Because he has I feel like he has difference making speed. So he's a guy if you're looking for quote unquote surprises, I think Alan Gordon is a group stage option, and I think uh, Jordan Morris as as kind of a young guy to be the the 23rd guy on the roster, he could be a guy who makes it through the whole tournament. So I, I think we're going to see some of those moves. Uh, one question that 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 will I think will be asked uh, um, or will be answered in 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 when when the 23 is announced is there's some injury questions um, in the group. I mean, Greg Garza yep uh, has an injury issue. Alejandro Bedoya, I believe, uh, he had an injury issue that, that obviously forced him to miss the games in June. Um, so, yeah, uh, earlier in June. So those are two guys that, if they're healthy, they're starting for you. But how healthy are they? Are they two of the guys that I think we could see not play in the group stage but instead play in the knockout rounds? And then you got a guy like Josie Altidore who's still who's coming off of a hamstring. Um, he, did, he did obviously get a start against D.C., 
but he didn't start in his last game against uh, NYCFC. Is he 100%? How close is he? I mean, for me, he didn't look good at all when he did come on in that game. I mean, I thought he was pretty lackluster. So maybe he's still working out some kinks. And also, given his penchant for pulling hamstrings in tournaments, maybe you save him for the knockout round. So that's another one to consider. Uh, so th- those are the kind of well, things I think you know, That's why you bring Alan Gordon in, because if Josie Altador gets injured, you need that big body up top. Hello, Alan Gordon should have been at the World Cup in Brazil. Uh, yeah, settle down. Uh, I, I think Alan Gordon, no, but I see, if anything, I think that's why you, I think you could see Alan Gordon in the group stage, and then you'd have Altador for the knockouts, because I think you need Altador, or you want Altador on your team when when it's also when, when the when it, the money's on the line, of course, knockout rounds. And let's not forget, you know, uh, the 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 uh, twenty was it the twenty uh, eleven Gold Cup? Yeah, it was the twenty eleven Gold Cup. He, he injured his hamstring in the quarterfinals, right? And that was a big blow uh, for the U.S. Uh, and then obviously last year, opener of the World Cup, he, he injures his hamstring, misses the rest of the tournament. If you're Klinsman and you look at that, you look at that and you say to yourself, well. Maybe I let him stay with Toronto, work it, work his, you know, work his fitness, and then I bring him in for the knockout rounds, and then I have Gordon for the knockout rounds, and then I make the swap. So uh, I, I think we could see that. I think that's something we could definitely see. Well, one of the interesting things that I, you know, well, I'm going to be paying attention to is the center backs. You have Ventura Alvarado, Matt Beasler, John Brooks, um, Omar Gonzalez, Michael Roscoe. I mean, you have a lot of options at center back, Ivis. Yep, uh, absolutely, and uh, I think that's going to be a position where. Klinsman uh, has guys who start in a group stage, and then he has guys who start in the knockout rounds. And and I think uh, you only have to go to the last Gold Cup in 2013 when he did that. He did that very thing. You know, he brought in uh, Matt Beasler. Uh, was it? Oh no, he brought he brought was it Beasler and Gonzalez? He, I, I'm forgetting now, but he he made changes at center back uh, at the last Gold Cup, and I think we could see that again. I think you could see Alvarado in the group stages, uh, John Brooks in the group stages. Uh, and then I see, and then you see Beasler and Gonzalez come in for the knockout rounds. So that's absolutely something that we can see. Uh, and I, and I, I want to see those two. I want to see, I want to see more of Brooks and Alvarado together. I mean, I think, I think, and I'm sure Klinsman wants to as well. I mean, that I think you look at that. That's the future of the position. Those are, those are the young guys who could really be in their prime at the next at the next World Cup. So uh, they've gotten a few games under their belt together. Obviously, in the European friendlies. And now I think this, this this group stage would be a good platform for them uh, to get more experience. I'm sorry. I also left out one other center back, Brad Evans, too. Nah, he's not playing center back. <laughs> Maybe against against Haiti he could play center back. It could happen, man. It could happen. He's not playing center back against any team in the top 100. Does, okay, does DeMarcus Beasley make the roster? That is an interesting one, man. That's an interesting one because... For me, okay, is he playing okay in MLS? Uh, yes, much better than he did last year. Because last year, let's face it, he mailed it in. La- and it, he, he just didn't have it last year. Like, I feel like his post-World Cup partying uh, or whatever it was or his post-World Cup vacation, his whatever he did post-World Cup, uh, it was just hard for him to recover from because he, he was terrible last year for Houston. Maybe now, he just didn't want to play in front of uh, 5,000 fans in Houston. Oh, Really, he's taking random <laughs> shots at Houston now. Uh, whatever it is, he's playing well now. And uh, I, I, this, well, you know what? If Greg Garza is not 100, percent and oh, oh, again, that's another example of maybe you bring Beasley in for the group stage. Uh, even though he's an older player now, 
you got I mean he's only a year removed from being great at the World Cup. He's only a, let's not forget now and it gets forgotten because of Tim Howard's heroics in the in the World Cup against Belgium. Demarcus Beasley had a game in that like he had he had arguably his best World Cup game ever in that Belgium loss. That's that was only a year ago. So you know what? Could can you can you put a Beasley on against Honduras, Panama, and Haiti in the group stage? Absolutely. So I think if Greg Gards is not 100, percent you want to give him more time to recover. Bring in Beasley for the group stage. He he, you, you have him there. You have him there for the camp. You have him there for for you know getting the group together. His presence. He's obviously a veteran, a, lo- a locker room leader, a guy who people on the team enjoy. Even though at this point media don't enjoy him because he's just kind of become a he's become like an anti-media guy. He's like the uh, the American soccer like Marshawn Lynch at this point, where he just does just doesn't want to talk to the media. Uh, but he he's you know what he can play a role for this team, and and I think that's the one he could play. And moving over to the Americans abroad, one player that we did mention that could be called up to the Gold Cup squad is Michael Orozco. He's on the move from Pueblo. To Tijuana, Ivis, what do you make of this move? Is is this a solid? Uh, is this going to be? Is it going to be a solid move for him? I think it will be. I mean, I think I think Tijuana is a, a better club, more high profile club than Puebla. Uh, and obviously, if you're Club Tijuana, you, you, you've you've uh, you've seen Greg Garza uh, move on loan. Joe Corona uh, went to Veracruz. Hercules Gomez is on the way out as well, or or at least they hope so. I mean, he. he uh, we we all know about the Hercules Gomez, uh, the, the New York Cosmos conversation that's going on, and from my from my understanding, those negotiations are ongoing. Um, so if you if you're Tijuana, you've gotten rid of your American contingent. I mean, you still have younger guys. You have Ariola, the Cuejo, uh, several others in the U20 setup. But you know what? Bring in an Orozco. He's had some really good years at, at, at Puebla, and he can help their defense. So I think I think it's good. I think it's a good move for him. And before we talk a little bit about uh, international soccer, more specifically the Copa America, just want to remind everyone to go to SoccerLoco.com, enter an SBI 10 at the checkout when you're ready to purchase, and you get 10% off your entire order. Remember, SoccerLoco.com, great place if you're looking to rep- represent uh, your favorite national team, also club teams as well. SoccerLoco.com, 10% off your entire order when you enter an SBI 10. And speaking of why you want to represent your favorite team, the Copa America quarterfinals have been set. Peru is not there. They're out. They flamed out in the tournament. Embarrassing. They lost every single game. They shouldn't even be playing soccer to begin with. Um, but they've advanced. And uh, and you also have some... Look, look the, the favorites have moved on. Brazil is in the quarterfinals. Argentina's in the quarterfinals. Colombia's in the quarterfinals. Uruguay. Chile is in the quarterfinals. So, look, it's, it's uh, Copa America, man, shaping up to be pretty good. Peru, baby. That's right. In the knockout rounds. Second place in the group. Easiest draw in the quarterfinals. Oh, I know. Bolivia. Ugh. Bolivia. That was... I mean, it could not have panned out better for Peru. Uh, and it's crazy. I mean, think about it, man. They were a minute away, seconds away, from tying Brazil and going and being undefeated in the group stage. Uh, I, I look, I, I credit the coach. I credit the coach. He he, he has them looking good. Are they going to win the Copa America? No, I don't see them win Copa America. But it's great. It's great. It could it, happen. You know, it's great. No, it, it, it would take a lot. It would take a lot. Uh, I, I don't see it happening. But anyway, uh, the quarterfinals. There's some great matchups. Uh, obviously, Argentina, Colombia is going to be the one everyone watches. Uh, even though Colombia, man, their defense, their attack has just been non-existent. They have one goal 
in three matches. Obviously, that goal helped them beat Brazil, but still, their, their attack just has, has not been clicking. And with all the attacking firepower they have, it's unbelievable that they've, they've struggled to find the net the way they have. But still, Argentina-Colombia should be a lot of fun. Uh, two teams that are going to open it up against each other. Say what you want about Colombia, but they, they've come up against some teams that really have been defensive. Peru, I'll admit completely, Peru played for the draw. Peru was very organized defensively. They really sat back. Argentina's not going to sit back. Argentina's going to come at you, and I think Argentina Colombia is going to there's going to be fireworks. It's going to be a great, great game. Chile Uruguay is going to be a great game. Uh, you know, uh, you got <laughs> you have uh, the weapons on Chile. They're the home team. Then you have Uruguay with Edinson Cavani. Um, great match. Uh, Peru. I think Peru is going to beat Bolivia. Hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, and, uh, and and so you know what? It's I think it's I think it's been a fun. And in Brazil. Obviously, Brazil against Paraguay. You got to like Brazil's chances, even though Neymar's out for the tournament, suspended for the rest of the tournament. Uh, I think Brazil, I think that's going to rally Brazil. I think Brazil is going to win in the quarters. Then you get Argentina, Brazil in the semis, and this tournament, uh, the knockouts are going to be a lot of fun. And you can catch the quarterfinals. They uh, they kick off on June 24th, and there's one every single day. So you got a game on the 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th. If you're super interested, you can watch Peru lose on June 25th. That is when they play. <laughs> Why are you hating up Peru, man? Come on. you got That should be like your adopted team because of me. What? I mean, come, on. come on. You don't have any ties to any other teams in, in the Copa America? Come on. You can't even pronounce the names of like 98% of the players on the, in, the, in the tournament. You should just root for Peru. That's not true. I can say <laughs> I can say Messi. <laughs> okay, that's one. Neymar. Two. Sergio Aguero. I see you even and messed then, that up. Did, uh, I, I'm I, struggling I, with I, this I, one. I, Who's I, this guy? Roll your, uh, R, listen. R. roll your R's. Can you roll your R's? No, I can cannot you? do that. Well, neither can the guy calling the games of BN Sports, by the way. The, see, this is my problem by not paying whoever, attention whoever, in Spanish Have you class. watched these games? You should be watching BN Sports. I, I do. Mean, first great. off, first off, first off, relax. I have been watching the games because... <laughs> you here's, don't watch no, 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 no. I haven't watched the games. Do you want to know why? Because I'm reminded every single day because I literally see about five billboards a day throughout Phoenix advertising Copa America. So you should not... You have no excuse to miss these games. I'm not. I said I'm not missing the games. What I said was I can't roll my R's. That I cannot do. Right. Well, like I said, neither can the guy, neither can the play-by-play guy on B in sports, which I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little, I, you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I feel like they should train these guys if they're going to call these games to be able to roll their R. Uh, I was like, I was watching Peru, Colombia on Father's Day, and and belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, so I was watching. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, right. Future father, <laughs> future Father's Day. Um, I was watching Peru, Colombia, and uh, with my kids, you know, all decked out in their Peru jerseys, and the and the play-by-play guy kept going. Uh, it, it, so he's like, in in, in cuadrado, and he's like cuadrado, and it, it's just like he kept, every time he said it, I was like, I just wanted to laugh. It was like, it was it was hilarious. But uh, but yeah, no, BN Sports has done a great job covering mm-hmm. that tournament. Uh, and if you don't have BN Sports, then I feel bad for you because yeah, it sucks gonna, to, you're, sucks you're, to you're, suck. Yeah, it's gonna you're gonna miss some what I think are gonna be some great knockout round games. Yeah, I can never do my R's. I don't know why. Hmm. Cuadrado, cuadrado. I can't do it, man. This is this is this is what I get for not paying attention to Spanish Perucho. class. The six years yeah. of Spanish that I took. Say it with me, Perucho, Perucho, Perucho. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, I I can hear all of our all of our Latino. Listeners laughing their asses. Well, this, I, I said, I, this is, Great. you know, this is, you know. You're, you're all welcome for that, that comedy moment. My Spanish, dude. God, if you ever heard me speak Spanish, you would laugh. It's horrible. We got to work on that, man. We got to get you up to at least Landon Donovan level of He's, angle. First of off, Landon Donovan is fluent to begin with. 
But this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he is, but I mean, you know, he is not Latino. Like, if you hear him, you know he's in a, you know he's a green, you know he's an American. He's a gringo talking, talking really good Spanish for a gringo. Hey, Donovan's not bad. He's very, he's very good, man. Uh, he gets, he gets crazy respect for that. But yeah. uh, you know, you can work your way up to that. Mm. They're, 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 he's like at a higher level, and then you go down to like, you know, my man Grant Wall. And then you get Mike Bloomberg is below that. Grant Wall Spanish. Grant Wall speaks Spanish. You know he he did a he did a uh, with Univision Deportes uh, call on TV. So um, we got to get you to that. We got to get you. How about to we'll get you to Grant Wall level Spanish? How about that? Mm, well, what's the point of learning Spanish? I mean, I should be learning Mandarin. I mean, that's what that that's eventually going to take over English. That's what I should be learning. Uh, I, b- I believe you're a lot closer to the Mexican border than the Chinese border, my friend. I know. I know. How embarrassing is that? I'm from Arizona, and I can barely speak Spanish. That's, uh, forget speak Spanish. The name. Let's work on name pronunciations. There's got to be a class you can take for that. That's not going to happen. I'm horrible at names. And that and that's a real-life thing, too. I'm just horrible at names. Say Juan Agadello. I mean, the first time I met you... <laughs> Say Juan Agadello. Juan Agadello. I said that fine. Nice. Dude, Finally. stop it. I so I always say that fine. That's just an urban legend that I can't say that name correctly. Listen, we have shows. We have two hundred episodes where we could dig up your pronunciation. That's because I get that's because I think it's I'm I'm tired. I'm Obafemi Martins. Obafemi Martins. That's because that's because I'm tired or you I you see my problem is I talk too fast. Uh-huh. That that is an act that's a legit problem. So I yeah, think that's where I butcher the names. <laughs> got it. All right. So we so, so so you have to start like drinking Nyquil before every episode, and then you'd be nice and <laughs> nice and slow. Yeah, nice and relaxed. I don't know. Would it, eh, I, Nyquil doesn't make me fall asleep, so eh, I don't know if that work. Really? No, wow. it doesn't. Nyquil doesn't work on me, man. I don't know why. That's interesting. Consi- yeah. consi- considering how how much you can't handle your liquor, I would have figured Nyquil would have not. What? Who told you that? <laughs> told me. I've seen it. Come on. When? Whoa, 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 whoa. When? When? I'm just busting your chest. That's that's such a lie because every time I'm hanging out with you, I make sure that I'm completely sober because I'm trying to shake hands, meet people, Uh, be my best behavior. Except for that one night in Portland when that a hole guy bought me a Cosmopolitan. Maybe I I think I was a little drunk that night. Well, I'll tell you what, next time we're hanging out together, we should definitely. uh, I'm going to put you to the test. We'll see how you handle your liquor. Yeah, I, don't I don't know when that's gonna be. I don't, I don't know if that's a good time. idea. I'll get to about eight drinks and I'll probably be done. We'll see. We'll see the, the the problem is our next time we're probably gonna see each other is maybe Olympic qualifying in in, uh, in Salt Lake City, and that's not exactly the city to to go and try to you know rage it up drinking. No, Salt, Salt Lake's not bad though. It's kind of fun to go out there. Is it? Yeah, there's some things to do. I, I mean, I've been out there. It's not. Uh, it's. Not, I don't think it makes the top ten for parties. No, I wouldn't say that. But I mean, there's still opportunities to go out and you know. We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. I plan on being there. Salt Lake City? When is that? October. October for the the decisive Olympic qualifying. You know what? That I can swing. Yes. I will will highly consider going to Salt Lake. Let's make it out there. Plus, I can visit my old stomping grounds, you know, visit visit the Claret and Cobalt, you know? (laughs) You can go in all your... You can bring your gear. Yeah, dude. They'll let me in. I still still have a key key to the facility, so... (laughs) Yes. There you go. (laughs) I'll go say hi to you know to you know all, all the guys. I'll, you know, I'll walk up to Garth. I'll be like, Garth, what's up, dude? Oh wait, Garth's not there anymore. My yeah, mistake. He's in Seattle. Yes. Yeah. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> I think everybody. I don't know. And nobody's left after you left. Everybody left. See, I I started the exodus, man. I I started it. <laughs> yeah. I made it cool to leave. 
Garth just copied me. That's that's what happened. And then you know Jason Christ copied me, and then Garth. See, that's what that's what happened, Ivis. That's that's what happened. Um, all right. Enough of that. I need to let you go. It's crazy early for you. It's already morning time. I'm sure a newspaper got delivered. So you enjoy the rest of the week. I'll talk with you. Tons of things to talk about. And uh, enjoy the week, man. Uh, yes, sir, man. We'll, we'll be back on uh, Friday with our next episode. Hopefully hopefully, we'll have a show. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be in New York City all day and night on Friday. So I don't know if I'm going to make what? it. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's MLS Rivalry Week. And uh, there's all, all sorts of events in New York. Um, there's press conferences. There's there might be a party on Thursday. Heineken might be hosting it. I might be there. So if you're in, if you're in New York City, you might want to ch- you might want to check out that that, that event. Nice. Um, well, there's events all weekend uh, in Manhattan. Uh, I, I tell you what, man, MLS MLS could have worse sponsors than Heineken. I, I woke up today uh, to a six pack of Heineken delivered to my door with uh, with uh, MLS inspired uh, koozies. Cozies, koozies, whatever the, the the things you put it's on a, a bottle. A, a koozie, koozie, right? Koozie, yeah. So, and it was it was uh, koozies for all the teams that are playing in rivalry week on TV. You had Red Bulls, NYCFC, you had Portland, Seattle, and you had Dallas and Houston, and uh, it was a pretty cool. Why did you? Get, why did I get that? Mm. There's levels. There's levels to this, Garrett. You gotta, you gotta. That's, you gotta that's that. BS. <laughs> I produce and co-host this show. I should be getting stuff like that too. I'm sorry, man. Don't don't hate the player. Hate Here, the my address: nine zero three West Marshall <laughs> Avenue, Phoenix, Arizona eight five zero one three. Heineken. Now you're, now you're just being get reckless. on it. Now you're just being reckless. Get on it, Heineken. Disappointed. I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about the kind of things that people are going to mail to your house now that you gave the address. What would they? They're not going to mail anything to me. All right, I'm looking forward to this. Plus, plus, my fiance is she's like Uncle Leo in Seinfeld. She opens up all my mail, so if anyone says anything bad, she'll get it first. So there you go. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, someone's gonna send some naughty pictures. It's gonna be the wedding's <laughs> off. It's, I see it already. That will not happen. We Whoever have we have everything we have everything booked for the wedding. Deposits are down. It's happening. Oh, oh a wedding has never been canceled before with everything already booked. Not 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 our not our wedding. My reputation's on the line, Ivis. I mean, we're gonna have some superstars at our wedding. I can't even give out names. That's how big it's gonna be. Oh well, yeah. So is your is your boy going to this? Is your boy, uh, Mr. Magic Mike? Is he going to be there? Oh no, he, that's that photo was from three years ago. What? Oh really? I tell everybody. The, the it's photo. it's I ran into Channing Tatum at. He's actually really ugly in real life. What? what? Uh, all right, go ahead. Continue. I'm being serious. I met him just, and I was kind of like, just, "You're not as continue. good looking as you look just in talk. movies." Just talk. Just talk. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, when you meet like celebrities and you're kind of like you have an, a viewpoint of them, like either they're super tall or you know, it, you know, you know, you know what I mean. Like you meet right, them right. and you're kind of like, oh. So you, so you looked at him and you said you're not as hot as that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm comfortable enough to admit if a if a man is handsome and I just he's he dude, he's, he dude, he, <laughs> dude, he has he has a butter face. I'm not joking. Like I had a better face than him, dude. If I had his body with my face, oh my, lights out, man, lights out. <laughs> We've taken a U-turn here. Uh, this is a, this is yeah. Okay. Lights out. Um. Okay. Point is, we're wrapping <laughs> up the think, show. Yes. I think I think most people would would up, if if they were if they could trade for Channing Tatum's body, I think it would be an upgrade for most people. So, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not alone there on that, on that front. I mean, hello, it's Channing Tatum. Oh, so now you like him? No, no, I'm not saying that. I mean, I don't mind so him. I think he's body. pretty good. I'm just you saying, like, if I had his like body, body. Right. yeah, if I had his body with my <laughs> face, I mean, d- dude, I would be. 
What would I be doing? You'll you'd be eight inches taller for one. Yeah, th- that would be huge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I w- yeah, that, that yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, well, I, I I wouldn't be here with you, goofy, you know, goofing around with my life. I'd, I you know, I'd be I'd be in a hot tub, su- you know, with with you know with my soulmate, oh, hey, you know. Oh, what? Oh. oh, wait, I thought you already found your soulmate. Uh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody let. Uh, I just hope your your fiance never hears. This she show. never so. listens to this show. She always says I listen to the show. No, she doesn't. I know she doesn't. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna clip together all you're these not. awkward moments no, you're not. from the show, and I'm gonna play them when I do the toast at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm gonna. You're do. not getting the mic. That is not gonna happen. Uh, I will get the mic. That is not gonna happen. She's used to me getting the mic. Right that is not gonna happen. No, what I'm doing to torture you, I'm gonna sit you at the table with all my soccer geek friends, and they're just gonna pest you with questions the whole night. Oh my god! I'm gonna. I'm gonna you're welcome. Wear a you're welcome in advance. <laughs> oh, god. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll sit you next next to my boy, Justin Glad. There you go. Oh, look at you name dropping. There you go. All right, that wraps up the show, Ivis. Uh, oh, one more thing. We need a review on iTunes. I know we keep begging, but I'm gonna beg now because usually begging it comes off as desperate. So I'm gonna beg. We need a review on iTunes. It's uh, been like no, a month. We will. We will show. We're gonna. We're gonna have to hold the show hostage. We will not do another episode until we get a, at least one review. Five, five, five stars. Look, no, I'm just kidding. If you give us a review and we see you, I will buy you a drink at a bar. I don't know if that will ever happen. That could happen in five years from now. <laughs> but I promise, I'll buy you a drink if you give us okay, a review. Okay, T Pain, settle down. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, it'd be nice. You don't have to give us a review. Hopefully, you know what? Hopefully, this show is so good that people are compelled. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe we need to step our games up. I know, I know we get here and there some complaints about the show and things we need to work on. Uh, but hopefully this episode... Yeah, like will... eating. <laughs> it's water. <laughs> I drink water during the show. Maybe I had a little watermelon the last show because it was breakfast. It was like 6 a.m. I apologize to anyone who heard me chewing. I I get that. My fault. But I do drink water sometimes and it does sound like I'm eating. So I want to say that. I do yeah, drink you water chew your water. water. You're the only person I know in the world who chews his water. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But anyway, uh, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. But hopefully, this episode will, will convince some of you to give us a review. Well, no, this show is more lighthearted. You know, we we you know we, we we got the sponsor, which has been great. You know, but you know we, we took it we took ourselves too seriously. Obviously, we need to have more fun on the show. That that's the biggest problem facing the show right now. That, that's that's the goal going forward. Yes, lighten things up a little. Yes, bit. you can give us a review on iTunes. Just search SBI Show. I know some people are saying I listen on Android. I listen to SoundCloud. You can create an iTunes account for free. It doesn't cost you anything. Give us a review, and you can give every every other soccer podcast out there a one star too if you want. I mean, look, you can give us a five. That's that's totally fine. No, no big deal. No one's going to judge you for that. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, with that, Ivis, you enjoy the week, man. I'll catch up with you later. Yes, sir. And as always, everyone, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for the views, comments, and all that. That is Ivis Glarsep. I am Garrett Cleverly. This is the SBS Show. <laughs>